Stories move hearts and hearts move impact. Slingshot Stories. 10 to 15 minute episodes built around what we believe to be really practical key areas of impact that are going to help you grow in your understanding of what impact is and how you can accomplish it. Everybody's on planet Earth for a reason. Find your sweet spot, get off the bench, and get in the game. Welcome to this episode of Slingshot Stories. I'm your host, Ed Gillentine, and I'm joined by Alton Cryer and Jeremy Calhoun with SDS Enterprise here in Memphis. Guys, welcome. What's going How on, Ed? How you doing, man? Man, super pumped to have you guys. And this episode is going to kind of fit hand in glove with the previous two episodes of Slingshot Stories where we were talking about the juvenile justice system. Now, these guys are doing some really effective work around youth mentoring, workforce development, economic mobility. And that sounds like, well, how's that connected to the juvenile justice system? But it is. It's all sort of tangled up in there. Um, You guys have been doing fantastic work, and so we're pumped to have you. Let's dive in. Um, Jeremy, why don't you start with sort of the 60-second cliff note version of what you guys do and who you're working with? Yeah, no, thank you, Ed. Uh, So STS Enterprise stands for Setting the Standard. Uh, We're a workforce development company based right here in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, We work. Our goal is to reignite Memphis's natural pipeline for talent. We got a lot of young people here, and when we talk about the natural pipeline, we're talking about high school and college students, right? We know that Memphis can attract people from all over the world. You know, typically once they get into their career, but what about that local talent that's right here, that's eager? that wants an opportunity, right? you know, and are we making the proper investments? And that's our goal is how do we prepare these individuals? Um, we always hear a stat that says Memphis has several jobs opening, but they don't have the individuals with the right skill set. Right. So we want to take a proactive approach to that and start with individuals, again, in your high school and college that can fill those gaps and that could truly be um, drivers for the uh, Memphis economy. You know, we talk a lot about pathways out of poverty uh, on this particular podcast, especially the Slingshot Stories, and I like the idea of a pipeline, right? I think, I really think Memphis is loaded up, and I think of cities like Detroit, uh, I think of Washington, D.C., Baltimore, uh, I think of Birmingham, Alabama, uh, a lot of poverty in those cities, but I think there's also a lot of talent. Why don't we kind of talk a little bit about uh, sort of from a high level Alton, this workforce development idea, and then we'll transition into how mentoring is so important to that. Yeah, I, I think if we think about, uh, like Jeremy said, one, Ed, thank you so much for having us. If you think about something that Jeremy said was like reactivating the natural pipeline for talent, uh, one of the biggest challenges we had in our, have in our city is companies need talented individuals, right? Right, And we have some amazing small, mid-sized, and large companies Fortune 500, you got some small companies that that are, you know, that started with the family, started with one, they've grown it to five. You got local nonprofits that are, that are originated here and they're growing, et cetera, et cetera. And the biggest thing they have a challenge with is talent, right? And so if that is the biggest challenge, how do we be proactive and be able to develop those individuals, both high school and college, to transition in those places? Right. How we do that is one exposure, right? If we can expose that young person. Uh, that college student to the industry that they want to go into, how much more likely are they to then decide to go in that area or to go to a space where it makes more sense, right? Right. And I, not not to, to jump in too much, but 
that's important to know what you don't want to do just as much as it is what you want to do. I thought I wanted to be a CPA, but when I got into managerial accounting, I was like, I'm out of here. Right, right. I don't exactly. know what y'all are talking about. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And my, my aunt used to talk about uh, computer engineering. Right. I took a C++ class. That's all I needed. That's right. all I needed. Right, right. And I said, okay, this is not for me. Right. Um, and so hey, I shut down the computer lab with a, it was a, a MS-DOS. And there was sort of like a format thing oh. we had to do for a test oh. blew the whole thing up so they kicked me out oh i get anxiety right right. i get anxiety if i see a black screen with green letters on it or <laughs> right, white letters yeah. i get anxiety right uh, hit the f1 to reset that's right um and so and so that is so so now we got the exposure piece but how so how do we help them uh, interact with this space they've been exposed to it they know about it now but how can they participate in that industry right through uh, internships apprenticeships and through partnerships we're able to get students that experience right um, and even on a, on a smaller level, job shadowing, right? Right. People, yeah. people, I, I think we we look past job shadowing because it seems like, oh, you're too young to get into this industry right now. But people don't realize some people jumped into uh, being on the railroad because their dad worked on the railroad. Some people yeah. jumped into being a police officer because their, their mom or dad worked in that space. People jumped into private equity because their family had a company that was in that space. They got the they got job shadowing um, indirectly. Right. Yeah. And so we got to create opportunities directly to make sure that person can be able to know that this actually exists and they can transition to that space. And so that exposure piece and interacting with that industry is, is so important to make sure we create the economic mobility. We create uh, individuals that want to go into that space. You know, if you don't have an idea of what's out there, it's really tough to figure it out. Jeremy, what what's been your experience when when you ask people, would you help us uh, like let somebody shadow or mentor or whatever. My experience uh, when I was young is that most people I reached out to to help me uh, were willing to do it. Have y'all found that to be true? Yeah, absolutely. We found a number of people, companies, partners, that if you ask, hey, let's figure it out. They may not have, you know, the how do we do it per se in their mind, right. but they're ready, they're ready to go. You know, you got some groups that are some that may be a little hesitant, but that's where we have partners to say, hey, we've done this before. They do a great job, but we have a process that we share with the groups. And I think that begins to ease some of the, okay, because yeah. it's, it's not that they don't want to do it. It's just, okay, I got eight hours in a day. How do I fit this in? What does it look like? How right. much time does it take? So we've developed, developed the process to make it very easy on our partners. But hands down, especially here in Memphis, people want to help. Yeah. So that's not the hard part. The hard part is not getting a person to say, hey, Sure, come by the office. The heart, the, the challenge that we typically see is transportation, right? The yeah. challenge that we typically see is okay. We got thirty kids. How do we fit this within the scope uh, into one or two days? Uh, but the, the support we've seen with the campus tours have been tremendous. It's interesting the tangled web, right? So we interviewed the My City Rides people. Oh yeah, and uh, Slingshot did some really fascinating uh, research about those guys about how it adds like nine thousand dollars, if I recall per year to the annual income. And so it's easy for me to sit up in my office and talk about, we got to hook up people with mentors, but if you can't get there, and I love how I, I like that you guys provide a process. So I feel like once you get that ball rolling, then the relationship kicks in. And, you know, if I have a good relationship with you, you know, I, I want to help, yeah. but, but I've got these kind of this track I can go on. Um, and I think that that's fascinating. Um, Talk about how you guys have seen sort of this mentoring play out. Um, we were talking about Coach Sanders, Deion Sanders, yeah. and how he coaches other coaches, uh, the successful ones. 
are engaged relationally and they're engaged with uh, the success yeah. of of their players, of their students. How have y'all seen that play out? Man, it's it's, it's twofold, right? Uh, the first fold is, of course, you have your students who who take heed to the information, right? right? They execute on it, they implement it, and they move forward and they progress through. Um, progression of a person's career field. They get in. They get the internship. They do well in the internship. Um, they get the job opportunity. You have to prepare them for the re- the uh, they get their resume ready. They right. prep them for the interview, et cetera, et cetera. And they go into the industry and they and they do well. The other side of it is the grace and mercy that a person has to have with that student because they're just not learning. You know what I mean? And I think uh, you you have to put both. Uh, frames in, in, into perspective because I think because we have this program because um, people are getting this coach and they expect them to uh, maybe not make mistakes and yeah. I think I think uh, just like we saw uh, this past weekend they had a loss right and it was a huge loss right. right so how do we coach our students up when they have a loss to let them know this is not the end of the world they're not going right. to fire you off a mistake you just make the make sure that you mitigate the uh, mistake for the next time and you make corrections and you adjust and so we've su- we've seen students transition into uh, working at MNGW working at a Fortune 500 company working at a uh, in the construction space right and we able to see them uh, take care of their own bills now right yeah. they're able to they got actual car insurance yeah. right buying homes right we're seeing them actually progress through life but we've also had to coach some students up who almost was uh, at, at the, uh, they made some mistakes at work. Yep. Tell them like, hey, this is the mistake that you made. This is what they're actually saying at your company, and this is how you make the adjustment. And now they're able to make those adjustments, and the company tells us, I don't know what y'all told him, but it, but he's doing great now. Yeah, right. And that's the it's a it's a total picture. That. It's like it's into the relationship. It's like having a child. Right. right, you reward your child. You're proud of them when they do very well. But now there's some there's some accountability to say, hey, look, you made a mistake. It's not the end of the world. Yep. Right, keep on moving forward. Keep pushing. Make the adjustment and uh, able to see the fruits of your labor. So many different ways we could go. Right, like so, life in many respects is about failure, uh, failing forward. Uh, that's just life, right? How you react to it. Uh, one thing I would like to hear you guys talk about. Is as the people you're working with, especially high school, college students, um, as they go through this process, build these relationships, what are you seeing uh, in terms of their confidence? Like, you know, you get that first check, you save those first few dollars, you get that car, you get that inch, like you're self-sufficient. Um, what does that do to their confidence and how important is that on the trajectory? Nobody can see me pointing an up trajectory here. Yeah. I mean, hey, you, you, you just hit on something that we've been – it's that intangible piece that you can't right. that you can't measure, right? As much as we as much as we love data, and we love to tie data to success and outcomes, it's hard to gauge confidence, and that's the one thing that I think we've seen with STS for the most part is we've seen students their confidence just evolve and grow, and even if you're unsure if you're confident. You're gonna try some stuff. Right. right. And that's a big piece of of what our students are seeing. We see when they when they come to us, you got some students that are extra confident, right? They yeah. you let them tell it, they've already gotten together. You got some students, most students timid, they deal with anxiety, they don't know, they're unsure. And typically when they go through our process, you're gonna see that confidence go up and down and up and mm-hmm. down. But at a point, typically we always see it between that because they're typically with us um, for a year, year, two years, three years. But typically, once we get them to that eight 
six to eight month mark, right? Something clicks, and that confidence now it begins. You see it begin like sputter, but then it begins to take off. Yeah, and truly, I think that is the piece that we enjoy seeing because we we tell students this is we don't we don't save kids like this is not a we're not the savior. This is a partnership. We're going to invest in you. We're going to partner, but you ultimately have to make the decisions. You ultimately have to, you know, think through, use your critical thinking skills. You ultimately have to own up every piece uh, that we're going to provide, but you have to own it. We're just here to coach you, cheer you on. If you're making a mistake, help you analyze, uh, get get that uh, constructive criticism, and let's get back in the game. Because one thing we learned early is that we don't want your success to be tied to Jeremy Alton or a coach, because one day you're going to pick up the phone and we're not going to be there. Mm -hmm. And if you can only see success because you got us behind you, we're setting you up for failure. Yeah, it may be good for us, but it's not good for you. And you're, well, we, one of the other pieces that Alton mentioned with the opportunity divided in um, economic mobility is self-efficacy, right? We want these students to be able to go into a situation confident, knowing that they can navigate. And that's so important for us. I love that word, uh, self-efficacy, because when you know you can go in and even if you fail, it's not the end of the world. Um, And I'm glad you brought up the intangibles. So, yeah, we're heavily data-driven, which I think is a fantastic thing. 25 years ago was all about how much money you threw at a nonprofit now, more and more. Okay, what's the outcome? At the same time, Jared and I talk about this a lot behind all of that data and all those numbers are humans. Humans. And so I don't know where you guys are in your faith journey, and we got people across the spectrum. But I remember Jesus saying you need uh, grace and you need truth. And so I'll make a a little bit of a jump there. You need data, Uh but you also need heart. Um, And and so I I think that's where the mentoring and the relationships and the coaching is so important. Is that a fair statement? Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. And I think confidence. And you, we we said this offline a little. We said, you know, I believe my mom. Uh, right. she, you know, told me uh, about myself. You believed yep. that you couldn't do anything. You know that no, there was nothing you could not do, right? And I think, how do we get our young people to that? Because if you can get that belief in themselves and they can, and that confidence in themselves, not only will they work at your company, they'll go create one. Right. Right. They'll go be a leader in your community. Right. They'll bring people along and say, look, I'm confident in what I do and I I need to show you this way. And so there there is a a domino effect in confidence and belief. But a lot of times um, at church, back to back to the faith piece at church this past Sunday, they said a banana tree can grow as big as it wants to. But if it's not in the right environment, it won't produce any fruit. And I thought that was so powerful because a lot of times yeah. you can grow as big as you want, you can make as much money as you want, you can you can do some, but if you don't produce any fruit, right? It, it, are you are you what's truly? The point? What's the point, right? right. And so yeah. I think we want to get to a, a a point where you're able to produce some fruit, you're able to create, you're able to develop, you're able to pull somebody else with you, and that's the way you make impact. And yeah. confidence can be a trigger to all that. And can, can I add something real quick to that? Alex? Yeah, absolutely. And so you you said like grace and hope, right? No data and heart. Right, you know, and while confidence is that's one of those intangible game changers, another intangible game changer that we that we use is is that ability to build relationships. Like at the core of what we do, right, is relationships. 
you got to find a way to build trust and not get the the polished version of a person where they know they're going right. to meet you they're going to try to say all the right things. I want to get you comfortable to where you say stuff you shouldn't say. It's like, all right, cool. Now we can deal with the true person. Right. Because we've seen so many times, most, a lot of times, a person don't want to tell you what you want to hear. I don't want to know what you, don't tell me what I want to hear. I don't right. want to hear that. Tell me what you're really feeling. And I remember one time we had a young man and, and this was, this is an example of relationship. We had a young man, very talented, uh, told us he wanted to be, he, you could tell he was business savvy, right? He really wanted to get in business. We asked him, what you want to do? Like, tell us what you want to do. He's like, I want to be an international dope boy. I right, bet. Let's change your product. He's like, all right, cool. Yep. Like, and what he had to get a, he had to get a relationship with us to even tell us that, hey, this is what I want to do because they make money. I'm trying to get money, but I want to do right. it international. So we're like, all right, what if we, what if we switch your product and give you this or that? Like, I ain't never thought about that. I could do that. Mm-hmm. And it changed the game, but yeah. that level of trust that you gotta get instilled into the into the individuals that we work with is key. Because the older they get, the less amount of true relationship where they have true trust built in. It's hard. So it's yes. it's you're telling them something, you can be telling them the God honest truth. But they've heard twenty lies, or they've heard twenty promises. Mm-hmm. So you're, you even though your word is true, it's just another conversation that somebody told them, promised them, and you got to get over that barrier. But right. once you get over that barrier, again, like the confidence. Once you get over that barrier, the level of progress changes. So that's why we put an emphasis on relationship. If we can get the relationship early. It allows us to celebrate that process because, right. and, and this is the sad part. Truly, our young people only have a certain window where they're truly going to be able to take advantage of some of this information. Mm-hmm. Where they're where now everybody's rooting for them, right? And we we got we we, we on the time clock, right? Mm-hmm. Because once they get 22, yeah. 23, 24, yeah. Yeah. the the same level of investment is not the same, right? Yeah. So that's a good word. We got to speed it up, and, yeah. and, and that's truly been one of the game changers that we have to put a a value to mm-hmm. and have to. Put it the forefront of our programming. Yeah, that's I, I'm. I think the worst part about doing these interviews is it's so short, and we got to land the plane. But I think that's a fantastic uh, place to sort of put a bookmark in the idea of building those relationships, doing them early. Um, you know, you you can have all the the, the skill in the world, the talent in the world. Um, but if you can't have relationships, and I'm not saying you need a hundred thousand, you know, best friends, right? Yeah. You you don't. Nobody can do that. But what's the single most important, probably, um, skill a person can have? It is building relationships out in that big old world, whether they're personal business or whatever. And I think the best way, maybe the only way, to get good at that is to watch somebody do it. So we're all the way back to the mentoring, the coaching. And so um, I, that's fantastic what you guys are doing. Out and real quickly, tell people how they can get connected with you guys and uh, and the best way they can help. Yeah, I, I think uh, getting connected, uh, we do have a website. Uh, it's www.stsenterprise.org. Okay. Um, when it comes to supporting, uh, a few ways to get connected is one, you can – uh, be a partner uh, in the work that we're doing. If you have a company, if you have an opportunity where you say, I want to be, be able to bring on some students to job shadow, intern, or actually hire, you can follow up with us at uh, contact us at stsenterprise.org. 
Um, and then also there's always opportunities to give and support what we're doing. Right. We have an initiative called Partners in Excellence. Okay. Um, and that's a, if you want to commit to make $10 or more a month to the work that we're doing. Um, and so um, we realize that it takes financial uh, commitment to do this work. Uh, right. um, where a man heart, uh, where his money is, where a man's heart is. Right. Um, and so if we really want to move the needle here in Memphis, the key is uplifting the minority community in Memphis. Well said. If we do not do this, I think, like Jeremy said, we're on a time clock. Yep. We cannot proceed as we've done in the past, just gaining, gaining, gaining without thinking about that, that, that minority community. If you focus on that minority community, I guarantee Memphis would be the best place to be five to ten years down the road. I can guarantee you STS is playing a role in that. I appreciate you saying that. I couldn't have said it better. That's a fantastic place for us to wrap up. And I would encourage people to go to that website. Again, it's sdsenterprise.org. Yes. Um, check these guys out. Get involved. Uh, if you've got a company, if you've got an interest in mentoring, um, these guys are teeing it up. Um, so we're going to wrap it up. Again, guys, thanks for coming. And to all our listeners, until next time, all the best. Thank you for listening. We love your feedback, so please let us know what you thought about this episode as well as what you'd like to hear more of in the future. For more information, impact resources, or to purchase a copy of the book, Journey to Impact, visit edgillentine.com. That's E-D-G-I-L-L-E-N-T-I-N-E.com. The book is also available through Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or Target.com. For Ed Gillentine speaking inquiries or advertising opportunities, send us an email at ajourneytoimpact.com at gmail.com. This has been a presentation of the Journey to Impact podcast team. Executive producer, Ed Gillentine. Produced and edited by Joey Woodruff. Special thanks to Stephen Chandler.